Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. And when you work with a suit, you can't be insured enough. Oh, that wasn't the line I was supposed to read? I think that was line Z. Was it Ron Burgundy? Who put the question mark on my prompter? (laughs) (laughs) Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business insurance. They have it all. They'll do everything they can to save you money. Sometimes it's with bundles. But you want to go to the pros, pros, and insurance. Insurance is too important to leave to somebody who may not be as experienced and you have experience and the know-how at Purdy Insurance Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury go to purdyinsurance.com we're in the Sunbury Motors studio Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf we're going to hear from Matt Leon in a few moments because his uncertainty about the Eagles matches Matt Catrillo's and I think it's just important that for Matt's well-being that we bring on as many like-minded guests as possible to confirm how he feels. Don't you think that's a good thing? Yes, absolutely. Always very cathartic I, to hear from another brethren of mine. Before that, memo to Kevin King. Keep the ball between you and the goal line. where you play the play-by-play cut. I thought it was a great setup. <laughs> it was, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, for whatever reason, it's not showing up. So that just no, is okay. – I, I okay. dropped the ball like okay. Kevin King just okay. then. <laughs> okay. Okay, now take a bag. Breathe into the bag. <laughs> breathe out. Breathe into the bag. Breathe out. These. This is one of those shows that right now – we just need to put it in the past. Breathe in. Breathe out. How you doing? You all right? Much better. See? See it. You want me to yell and scream at you? Would that make you feel better? Mm, no. Make you feel like you're in the staff meeting? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring in Matt Leon from Philadelphia. Matt, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Good to be with you. Uh, Before we get to the Eagles head coaching uh, search, I do want to ask you about your podcast, how it's going, and some of the recent guests you have and where they can find it. Uh, One-on-one with Matt Leon. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We've had all kinds of interesting guests. It's It's something like... You lose something not being able to bring people in the studio and the intimacy that the studio can give to a conversation, but that's on the positive side, 
I've been able to get guests that wouldn't aren't in the Philadelphia area anymore and wouldn't have been able to take part. So that includes guys like Steve Mix, longtime 76er who's yeah. living in Florida now. Great conversation with him. J.J. Daniel, former Flyers defenseman who scored one of the greatest goals in franchise history in the yeah. 87 Stanley Cup Finals. Um, and a lot of the local uh, college basketball coaches have come through as of late. So uh, if you're a Philly sports fan, I think uh, you'd be hard-pressed to not find something in our library that you enjoy. And you can find that. Uh, just uh, go to kwnewsradio.com slash one-on-one. And um, I, you know, I, I know better than anybody. Thank you so much uh, for that because uh, you do a great job with it. Uh, Thank you. Nick Sirianni, new head coach, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the, the Colts loved him. Frank Reich loves him. Does Philadelphia love him? Um, I think it's uncertain right now because, um, frankly, I don't think a lot of Eagles fans, and I mean pretty hardcore Eagles fans, did, knew who Nick Sirianni was until about Tuesday of last week. Right. Um, you really kind of got the feeling that the Eagles kind of caught themselves off guard by having a coaching search. I really don't think this was something that if you spoke to the higher-ups the day after the season, they expected it to go in that direction. Um, but, you know, as far as Sirianni, I, I think people are more concerned with the overall state of the team. And I think most people think it's going to take more than just a coach to fix what's wrong here is a uh, they just they don't have enough talent. They don't have enough talent. I think Sirianni's the, the one of the main reasons he's brought here, frankly, is to try to fix Carson Wentz or get the Carson Wentz we saw a couple of years ago to to play on a more consistent basis. Um, and I think, but I think most people are looking at this like, okay, great, a coach, but uh, you know. Who are you going to draft? Who are you going to sign? How are you going to get out of the salary cap? Those are the more pressing things, uh, I think, right now. He, when you look at Andrew Luck, who then who came back and then had to play, and then, of course, Phillip Rivers, they picked him up after he left the Chargers. Now, Frank Reich has something to do with this, but that track record of working with a guy on the comeback trail, Luck, and a guy at the tail end of his career trying to get something who ended up having a good year in Rivers, does that help the confidence in Nick Sirianni? Oh, I think so. I think so. Um, and, you know, you look at there, – there's been a lot of discussion – I shouldn't say a lot of discussion. Some people have brought up, you know, well, he didn't even call plays with the Colts and stuff like that. And, well, Doug Peterson didn't before when he was in Kansas City, and Andy Reid didn't when he before he was hired here. So right. Uh, I think a lot, you know, there's probably something to that discussion on the broader scale, but uh, guys have had success here kind of uh, taking big steps into the head coaching uh, ranks. But uh, one of the things that's interesting is I've read a lot of things that, you know, as important as a quarterback play is, uh, that Sirianni's going to want to run the ball, that he likes to – to run the ball, the Colts had a very good rushing attack with some, uh, you know, guys that uh, I don't think would be the first ones to jump to your head as far as uh, top NFL running backs. But uh, it's going to be interesting. But I, it just kind of keeps coming back around. This is not a very talented team, and it's an older team for yes. the most part. Yes. And the the quarterback 
thing is very important, but, and I think I've said this to you before, you could make the argument you've got one guy with a max contract, another guy you spent a second-round pick on, and another guy that's made several million dollars the last few years, and it is entirely possible your 2021 starter is not on the roster. Uh, I don't think that's the case, but it's not crazy to think that, and that's pretty damning indictment of a, of a front office. Obviously, Deuce Staley wanted the job. Uh, how tough a, a, a shot is it to the organization that now he wants out of the organization? No, and I think he is out. It looks like he's headed to Detroit yeah. uh, to join Dan Campbell's staff. I, think that's, I don't think it's a very good coach, but I think that hurts more in the locker room. That, I think there were a my, lot of that's guys. That's my point. Deuce, Deuce is yeah. somebody that was universally respected in that locker room. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, no, I I think that's that's going to hurt a locker room that's that's already kind of in a state of chaos. Um, because I think a lot of guys were pulling for Deuce to get that job, uh, and when it appeared that not only wasn't he going to get the job, but he was pretty much, if he was going to stay, he was going to be in the same role. Uh, he decided to to jump ship, which I think is probably the best move for him for whatever reason. I think he had hit his ceiling here in Philadelphia, right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, but I think, you know, that that's going to be a hit in the locker room. It's going to be a hit with a lot of the veteran guys. Um, but But to that point, you know, we talk a lot about locker room stuff and how important it is. One cure-all to that is to win. No and, question. No question. You know, once once you win, a lot of that stuff melts away. It festers when you go four eleven and one. So I think that's going to have a lot to do with how the you know the core of the team comes together and, and stuff like that. All right, so now they've got to make make a lot of moves in the off season. Uh, how important will the free agency period be to then set up how they draft? I think it'll be very important, but it's going to be because their their off season I think is going to be as about as much of purging as it is going to be of acquiring exactly. because yep. they've got a lot of salary cap issues now. There are you know tricks you can do on you know paperwork money tricks numbers tricks to to create a lot of space for yourself but uh, they've got a lot of decisions to make on a lot of guys and i think you're going to see uh especially with a new coaching staff coming in uh, a lot of changes uh I, I would be more focused on who's not here anymore rather than who they they bring in, and it's going to be interesting if they do finally just admit it's time for a complete rebuild, or if they give that lip service and you kind of still see them thinking that the division is still kind of weak, and you know maybe we don't have to be as good as we were four years ago to win it. And I think that's the wrong way to go, um, but it's going to be. It's going to be something to keep an eye on. But uh, for me, I think it's how much they purge from the roster is going to be the big golf season story. It's not just the purge monetarily. Do you then purge somebody that, let's go back to Deuce Staley. Uh, part of the movement that they have was Malcolm Jenkins a couple of years ago who went back to New Orleans when it was all said and done. I always felt like, like there are a couple guys 
every once in a while that you look at and say, you know what, may have lost a half step here or two, but I'm not so sure I can afford with my group to let him go. How important is that decision for Philadelphia? Oh, it is, and I think you saw that you know, with Malcolm Jenkins this year, but you also saw it with Brian Dawkins several years ago yes. with the Eagles, where yes, we went to the, Denver. They let him go, and now they were kind of that was kind of the. I think this Eagles, this incarnation of the Eagles, has been much more worried about keeping the band together, and Jenkins was kind of the exception to that. Whereas before, that was specifically with guys like Joe Banner. They were more. They would get rid of guys too early rather than too late. Um, but it 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 hurts, and it's it's not the type of thing that I think can be tangible in reports, or in you know analytics and stuff like that. Uh, yes, a guy might be a little slower, and maybe he you know averaged 130 tackles and was down to 100, and you know stuff like that. But what they mean to the the heartbeat of that team is much more important. Um, and it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think everything's on the table heading into, you know, the future. It just depends on, on how aggressive they want to be. But I think when the roster's in the state it is now, I don't think anything is off the table as far as how you try to fix it. Well said. Uh, again, the podcast for people who want to pick it up is? One-on-one on, one on one with Matt Leon. Perfect. Sir, thank you so much. Always appreciate you and your time. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Matt Leon in Philadelphia. So, I mean, I think we, I, I had to cut to the chase on that right away. The fact that Deuce Staley quit on you. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it, it is significant, but I. Well, wait, I thought you want him as your coach. I mean, it's, it's, well, no, he, it's not Well, like I said, like I said, he was, he it's was not, number two or three. Not, he, was, he wasn't the top. The top was Eric Bieniemy. It, it's not, it's not. Significant, and he, then he quits. I mean, it's not surprising he left, considering him he got passed just, over for I'm the fourth just, time. I'm just kidding. Okay, okay, I'm just, I'm just joking. I, I'm actually not as worried about that bottom line as a lot of people are. I think it'll linger now because it still stings. But once you get into the season again, once you start practicing, hopefully this summer like normal or semi-normal, I think that'll slowly go away. See, I feel like I've had an influence on you. Starting to a little bit here and there. And I'm I'm actually starting to like this hiring more and more as I see it. I think he's doing a night. Nice, first of all, I give the Eagles credit for letting him fill his coaching staff so far. And that's benefited because I think he's forming a pretty good coaching staff from what I'm seeing here. I still don't know a whole lot about him, but the fact that they got the apparent D.C. that was the hottest candidate in Bannon... You have an offensive coordinator who we've worked with before. So I think that's a very good start, and everything else just kind of files from there. So, so far, so good, I guess, in my book under Nick Sirianni. But, of course, there's so much more to see. As soon as he loses a game, we'll find out where your colors are. (laughs) Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WK. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. 
2021 has begun and this is the perfect time to make sure you're protecting what matters most. Whether it be you, your family, or your business, we have the experience and knowledge you need to help navigate through the process. Our office remains available to service our new and current clients by phone at 570-286-5855, by email, and by appointment. Purdy Insurance, what can we do for you? with a lampshade on at the holiday party. <laughs> he loves the you'd freeze a, frame. I mean, you'd be amazed at how many more drinks are still available when the room clears. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> in the end, I think it's a clever plan. <laughs> he was funny when I was telling him. He said, yeah, I'll tell you, Bill Cowher is a sellout. <laughs> He's doing commercials now. He's a sellout. <laughs> Oh goodness, man! I wonder, boy, you get a lot of—I can tell you—you you get a lot of money every time that stuff re-airs. It's amazing. Years and years ago, this is many years ago, maybe I don't know, fifteen, eighteen years ago, something like that. I was asked to do a McDonald's commercial. I'm like, okay, wasn't well, like end of the month. I get a check. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Another month goes by, I got another check. Like, what the heck? <laughs> another month went by, I got another check. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? Because I had to register with the American Federation of Television, whatever. You know, I did some temporary registration to do the commercial. I guess I got a residual every month for like three, four months. I'm like, listen, this is pretty good. Well, that's Cower, man. Cower's going to be getting a residual all the time. He's going to be able to pay for a lot of things. Including that fishing trip with uh, the suit. I wasn't told of said fishing trip. Where's my invite? <laughs> Matt, there has to be a realization in all this of who he is and who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you <clears throat> him? No. Yeah, now let's not get into the part about how you're proud of that. Okay, let's not. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he and Cower are pretty tight. I've heard. I mean, I mean he and Cower are really. I mean, according to the suit, he and Cower are really tight. Now, when I brought it up to Cower, he was just being coy with me and just wouldn't, you know, didn't want to get into it. <laughs> Yeah, the suit. No, I don't know. I say the suit. I talked to my attorney. Didn't know what that meant. <laughs> Did you know what that meant? I just see a theme here. That's all. All I know is that a lot of people that have contact with him all have attorneys. I don't. Want to... <laughs> I don't quite get that. Do Not you? good. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Basketball. We're going to talk about uh, Penn State basketball. Uh, after a game that they needed to win on Thursday night, they then played a game that they could not lose, could not afford to lose on Saturday night. So they ended up winning both. The adjustment in the schedule was because Michigan went on a two-week pause, as mandated by the Department of Health in Michigan, 
Penn State was scheduled to play them Wednesday. They'll now play them, play Ohio State on Wednesday. It didn't take long to figure that out, by the way. It was one of those where we found out about it Saturday night, and all of us looked at each other and said, okay, well, what are the options here? And within moments, we looked at the options and said, Ohio State. In fact, it was the first one we looked at because Ohio State wasn't scheduled to play this week at all. Perfect. They had a makeup game with Ohio State anyway in Columbus, so that's who they're going to play, and then they'll play Wisconsin on Saturday. That means that of the five makeup games, by the end of the week, they will have done three of them, but still have two with Michigan and with Nebraska still to play. All right, so that's where they are. Not the easiest way to do things, but it's a COVID world, and it is what it is. So since it is it, what it is, you do the best you can with it. Okay? You do the best you can with it. Simple. Well, they won two in a row. I think they're, what, 40th right now in the Ken Palm, I think. Let me take a, just a quick look at that. Ken Palm rankings. Gonzaga first. Stunning. Yeah. That's about where they are. That's where they are. Not bad. Friday, eight power next hour. This is all brought to you by Purdy. And by the way, look for Stefan Wisniewski to maybe start the Super Bowl again. Eric Fisher, Achilles, unfortunately, out for the game. That means Wiz might have to start. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. On the day where the suit accidentally stepped on the power strip and knocked our router out. I, I just. You know, it's that kind of sabotage, Matt, that most show hosts would not put up with. I think we're too nice. It's been a show, I'll just say that. He even appeared partially on the show for a moment when I called Coach Cower a sellout. Well, yes. the rage, the rage to which he defended him. I've moved on. <laughs> I don't know what he's moved on to. <laughs> I'm still waiting. He's moved on to wondering about who's going to replace Big Ben. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He, was, he I, I had to listen to that during the, the 3.30 half hour, but... <laughs> They don't have a quarterback on the roster, and da 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 da. And it's like, you know. uh, now I didn't hear all of it. I left the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, by Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance dot com. You need the experts in insurance, auto, home, life, business bundles they'll save you money that's that's pretty insurance i mean great people and they are great people i mean you and i matt you and i have hung out with them i mean just hanging out with them they're great people. oh they're awesome right but then that they're just even better professionals just really good at what they do that's we want to be around the best they're the best pretty insurance market street in sunbury 
Go to purdyinsurance.com. Speaking of the best, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great product line. How about uh, pre-owned vehicles? Man, they got great, great variety of pre-owned vehicles, all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Fabulous service department, great sales staff that works with you all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. He just finished quietly in third at Wiley Country Club. He now joins us on the show, Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. Welcome, sir. Hello, Steve. What's going on? Yeah, they point me toward whatever I talk. Sure. It's what, sure. I, it's what, I, it's what I do. Yeah. Uh, and you're the and you're great at it. Well, thank you. It's kind of you to say. Um, the they went from a if I want to do anything in this season, I must win this game on Thursday night to then a game you can't lose this game on Saturday night. They won them yeah. both. Uh, your thoughts on what they were able to do? A bit shorthanded uh, the last two games. Yeah, I thought that. Certainly, Saturday night showed, uh, you know, a level of grit, you know, tough, toughness. I, I don't exactly know the word, but just some some metal uh, to, you know, basically, I mean, withstand a barrage of shooting, right? I mean, Northwestern just went off in the second half. Uh, but they were 70% at one point from the field. And to you know, to have had a game where you know you feel comfortable, it, it just uh, it, it played out for the first uh, you know twenty twenty five minutes that, that Penn State was you know kind of clearly the better team, and and you know Northwestern just makes shot after shot after shot to to be able to uh, come back from giving up a lead and and finish that one out. I, I thought I thought it was. Uh, you know, pretty impressive. I mean, Penn State, the the flaws are still there. The warts are still there on this team. They, they they've got some uh, some challenges that uh, you know it's just going to be it's just going to be tough game in and game out uh, against the Big Ten that really doesn't let up. But you know, to start zero and five in the conference, to to particularly after the COVID pause. To come back and you know having lost those first two games in back to backs and then have to play the the back end of four games in seven days and, and get get a couple of wins yeah no good good, good on them it's interesting I know uh, some people of course and justifiably because people you know always remember the end of the game but they don't remember everything about the end of the game uh, Penn State went four of seven at the free throw line in the final four minutes so that's a concentration part. Okay, now, of course, the part that, for whatever reason, seems to not register. What kills you when you lose games is not just missing free throws, but it's live ball turnovers. Sure. Okay? Uh, Against Rutgers, the last nine and a half minutes, they had no turnovers. In the Mm -hmm. final six minutes and 13 seconds against Northwestern, they had one turnover. Yep. Uh, I mean, so... Now they got to take a better care of the ball in the first thirty minutes, Nate. But still, that's the part that I think pe- that is escaping some people that don't quite have a good feel for the game. Yeah, when they, you, you know, look like, uh, and I, I uh, asked Jim Ferry afterwards. It, it's 
the style of play that they want to have, you're going to have to live with some level of, of turnovers, right? I mean, it, it, obviously nobody can can not have any or, or you know, keep it uh, under four or five. But when, you, when you're running up and down the floor as much as they are and you're trying to create that havoc and that hectic pace, um, you, you know, you're, you're going to lose the ball occasionally. Um, you don't want 14 in the first no doubt. 23 minutes. Right. right, I mean that's that's the bottom line. You just you don't you don't want to have as many as they had. Um, it was it was big, and you saw it from Jamari Wheeler. I mean to 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 limit it that remaining stretch uh, and and keep the ball. It was it was it was big. I mean no 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 question about it. I mean they just you, you gotta you gotta be able to to find a way. Um, it's fouling, right? I mean, that that's been one of their bugaboos this yep. year, and and the turnovers. Because I mean, every time mm-hmm. every time that you do that, your opponent gets an extra look. I mean, it really it negates some of the good things that they're doing, right? The the offensive rebounding has been tremendous uh, at times. You know, you're getting all these extra looks, and then you're kind of giving it away. I mean, it it, it uh, it's it, that's not a that's not a recipe that's that's going to win consistently for you until you clean up. Uh, that end of things. No question, but my, my point is down the stretch when you needed to take care of the ball in each of the last two games, they took care yep. of the ball. They did not give up live ball turnovers because that's that's what actually in reality fuels fuels comebacks. Sure. sure. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. I think I think that there was some some shot making too. I mean, you know, yeah. look, the, the, the free throw the, the free throw issue is not just the number, it's you got a chance to ice the game, right? Right. You're, no, you've, got, you've got to put it away. I mean, there's no right. getting around. And they did not, at the free throw line, when they could make it a three-possession game, things like that, Correct. they didn't do it. Correct. I mean, because you're, you're, you're looking at, uh, if my memory serves, they had three in the single bonus, three trips yeah. to, to kind of put it away. That's six points um, right there you don't get. And missed, and missed the front end on, on all of those trips. So, yep. you know, that's um, it's not good, but guess what? Um, you know they made they made some stops when they needed to, and eventually Brockington made the two that that mattered the most, right? I mean, you finished the game out, and um, you, you know uh, I think that most coaches, uh, you know, Jim Ferry kind of d- described his feeling of conflict over whether to foul uh, or, or let them take that shot at the end of the you know with. Seven seconds to play, and and you're up three. Um, but you're that's a good that's a good spot to be in, right? Uh, sure. You can't lose. You can't lose, and they need something tremendous to happen, right? I mean, that's 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 what you want, and they got it, and now they can move on. All right, and moving on means the adjustment in the schedule. And look, when we heard about the Michigan thing, to be honest with you, when we heard about the Michigan thing after the game Saturday night, we all looked at each other and said, "Okay, it's going to be Ohio State." I mean, it doesn't take a it doesn't take a ten gallon genius to sit there and say, "Hey, they didn't play this week," uh, so they, and you have to make the game up. Uh, <laughs> you don't sit there and go, "That's it, no game Wednesday." Uh, no, yeah. over here in the back, wrong. Uh, so, uh, so now you have to adjust against a team that has, to their credit, offensively, Ohio State without a point guard for a period of time. Now they have him back. 
has played pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're look, I, I get the, the net and the RPI stuff is, is always premature before February, but they're 19 in the RPI right now. I mean, 18 maybe. Like that's you know this is this is a, a good Ohio State team that's always a building that's tough to play in with or without fans, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, just, it, it just that's just that's just reality. Yes, so, I uh, know. I've been a witness. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one one Tony Carr prayer at uh, at half court is is one of the the few positive Penn State uh, recollections I have. DJ uh, Newbill, Newbill at the end. Nope. Newbill had one. That, that Newbill, was I that, mean, but, that was the first time Dick Girardi had ever broadcast a Penn State game in that building that they won when Newbill hit that shot. Oh wow! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but you know, the point stands. It's it's just a it's it's just a tough place to play, and and you know, again, I mean, Penn State just. Look, Miles Dread, his status is going to be something to watch. You know, it's just they need they need their shooters. Like that's they're going to win by making shots, <laughs> making shots, getting offensive rebounds. Uh, you know, Hera doing what he can do, and then and honestly, one of the underrated I think aspects of the win for them on Saturday night was two guys in Wheeler and Buttrick made big big shots <laughs> in fact they made they three did. trays between them <laughs> i mean it, but but the but the timing right i mean the time yeah. for for Buttrick to, yep. to to break up that three uh, two three zone yep and for for wheeler i mean wheelers was in the last what two three minutes yeah um you know those were those were some and and that's what you you got to have that like that that you, you can't you can't rely on it it's not something that you want to game plan around obviously but there are going to be moments where a defense is going to give you something right Right. and and guess what that's that's something that you're going to get you're going to get open looks for those guys and occasionally they need to knock them down and they did uh very quickly uh your thoughts on the four transfers that you know, which you report, you and your group did a great job of reporting on all of them. You mostly uh, that transferred in, but now they're officially in. Your your thoughts on what they can add for football? Yeah, I think it's. I think they're. I think they're all big. Honestly, um, you know, John Lovett is the the running back out of, out of Baylor. Baylor. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he's. We'll see, right? I mean, yeah, that's a crowded room. But uh, the cornerback out of South Carolina, Dixon, could very easily find himself in the mix there. Um, the I, I can't pronounce his last name. The defensive end out of Temple. You got you got a you got a working pronunciation on that one yet? Uh, yeah, I Arnold do. But I, I gotta see. Eb- I, I've got to see the name in front of me, but I can pronounce it. Yes, Ebikiti, I believe. Ebikiti is how you pronounce it. There you go. He's. I mean, he'll play. Like he's mm-hmm. he's going to be involved right from the start, and that was very much a position of need, and a position where you can, yeah. And and Tangelo, um, yeah. he's he's a big one as well. You know that defensive line needs um, depth and experience. All all of those things help that group. So, you know, for all four of those guys to come in, that's 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 exactly what Penn State needed. I don't think that they're necessarily done. 
not necessarily through the transfer portal, but, um, you know, uh, recruiting still has a signing day coming up here, first week in February. But overall, they, they got what they needed. And I know that there's going to be some debate out there and people who are going to, they're going to pound the drum for, you know, where's Justin Fields? How come they didn't get a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, <laughs> you know, this offseason? But that's, it's just it's just not the it's not the norm. It's the exception. Those guys, uh, and so Penn State overall uh, did what they needed to do to to kind of solidify things at some positions of need this offseason. It really sounds like really the perfect description as to what you just did in this segment. We needed to solidify the show. You did it. Hey, I I do what I can. You know, I'm 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 here for you. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> Thanks so much, my friend. Appreciate the time very much. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. Talking a little Penn State basketball, a little Penn State football. You want to know why we did that segment? To avoid Eagles negativity? On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock, starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the 4th Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st. Mahomes, Hartman. Making the ghost action. They're going to run a float pass. This side, touchdown! Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, a 17th career postseason touchdown pass. The most in NFL history in a player's first four seasons, finding Kelsey wide open, and it's human pyrotechnics dressed in red, white, and gold. Are you saying I should have made that call? <laughs> is that how you want me to do the games? As good as Mitch is, Mitch is really good. Peter King's going to join us on the show Thursday. Hall of Fame vote, of course, coming up. The results of it. Uh, I, I will not ask Peter who he's voting for. Be Because you're not supposed to do that. I mean, I know because of so the number of things I have to vote for, for goodness sakes. Uh, you know, the rules are you're not supposed to reveal votes and so forth before you go out and do it. Now, afterward, you can do whatever you want. Uh, obviously, you know, Steeler fans will have the usual interest in it. NBC was going to have the Super Bowl, and they traded it out. 
Uh, they may that may have been one of the better things they've done because I mean, did you see the advertising story? My goodness, of how many people are pulling out? Yeah, CBS, uh, 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 Coca Cola, Pepsi, pulling out, and Budweiser, right? And Budweiser pulling out. Uh, I realize that the Brady story is a remarkable story. Look, there have been fifty-five of these. This will be the fifty-one played. He's gonna, that means he's been in almost twenty percent of them. I mean, that's that's remarkable. I mean, when you think about it. Um, now, the Super Bowl home game means, obviously, the convenience of sleeping in your own bed, staying in your own routine, all that stuff. Um, and... Now, crowd-wise, it's still not really your crowd, and of course, it's not going to be you know not going to be filled to begin with. What are they letting in? Twenty-two thousand. Twenty-two thousand, and then they're going to have seventy-five hundred of vaccine healthcare workers for free. Right. Well, yeah, they, that's the NFL's doing the right thing there. No, no question about that. Um, That's his 17th touchdown pass in the first four seasons. I'm like, oh, well, you got to say it like like that. I, I you know. We got to get love to our man, Brett Veach, Mount Carmel native, back in the Super Bowl. No, he's, and Stefan Wisniewski is going to be in. Stefan Wisniewski may play a big role now because Eric Fisher got hurt. Right. And won't be able to play. Antonio Brown, by the way, will be able to play. Oh, goody. I'm just telling you. I mean, you know, it'll be his second Super Bowl. The first one he played virtually no role in, uh, even though I think he'll tell you that he was the biggest reason they got there. And you're like, uh, no. Yeah. No. Voting for the 2021 class happened last Tuesday. Peter King writes, instead of the day before the Super Bowl, don't ask me when we'll find out who gets in because we don't know. Peyton Manning will get in. He's guessing Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson have the best shot. Um, so we'll see. This is interesting. So there you go. I mean, Peyton Manning's going to get in. Buster Olney, the tweet I've talked about many times. Hank Aaron got 406 out of 415 ballots. Nine writers did not vote for a player who had more home runs, RBIs, than anyone in the history of baseball. <laughs> I'm sorry. You look at something like that and you're like, are you kidding me? And all the suit wants is a guy to snap the ball back. <laughs>